1: Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because when you came face to face with your spiritual need, your spiritual poverty, it grieved you. It broke your heart. It made you realize how how desperately you need divine intervention in your life. If you don't help me, if you don't change me, I have no hope. And you come to that place. When we come to that place, Jesus says, you will be comforted it's a profound promise
0: do you ever feel hopeless sometimes life can beat you down so hard it feels like there's no way out pastor robert is here today to remind us of a promise made we can find hope in jesus in fact when looking at your life without him you should be dismayed when you realize you can't do anything without god stick around after today's message from pastor robert i have quite a bit of information that i'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. His love is the main
2: thing.
1: When we come to Him with that attitude of dependence and that attitude of, of gratefulness, that's poverty of spirit. That's where, you know, you can be utterly destitute, you know, having nothing in terms of the world's goods, material goods, or you can be wealthy, and and, you know, either one can come to God with that open, grateful heart, just saying, you know, okay, I I have nothing, but I trust you because you promised you're gonna take care of me, so I know that when I need something to eat, it'll be there, even though I don't have anything stored up, you're gonna provide my next meal. Or I can come to Him saying, you know, my barns are full, But it's all yours, so what do you want me to do with it? That's poverty of spirit. Either either way, it's an attitude of heart. Poor in spirit. Well, in the same way, this statement about blessed are those who mourn, for they'll be comforted, we need to understand it not in the context of physical loss. You guys understand what I'm saying? Listen to me. A person can be grieving the loss of someone they love, and still not be capable of receiving this blessing that he promises to those who mourn. Not be capable of, of, being, of receiving the comfort that he promises. You know, I, I've had the sad duty of performing quite a number of funerals, memorial services, you know, and this kind of thing over the course of the last 24 years as a pastor. And it's, it can be a beautiful, bittersweet, experience and it can be a horrible experience when you realize this family has no hope and I'm not going to be able to give them any because I don't believe anything I'm saying they're just kind of going through the motions of something that's you know socially expected to do this little service i, I literally had a mother of a 10 month old tell me one time she had lost her 10 month old baby this baby had been through multiple organ transplant and survived you know for a period of time and then ultimately died and the police department had called me and actually my my wife and one of the ladies from the church had gone because it was during a church service that I got the phone call, or right at the beginning, I guess, of the service. They went to just sit with this mom and and be with her because they were not from here, they were from another state, but had been here for the, the procedure and everything and she was all alone, her baby had just died. And they sat with her for an extended period of time and then after the church service was over, I went and sat, you know, we stayed with her for a long time. And then I, they asked me, you know, if I would do a little, a little memorial service. And at the funeral home, at the memorial service, she sat and cried. She said, I really wished I believed something. I mean, what a statement. I really wish right now I believed something. She was utterly hopeless. Utterly hopeless. What a sad she wasn't capable of being you know receiving this comfort that he promises to those who mourn it's a spiritual condition to which Jesus promises comfort he's speaking in the context of our spiritual condition spiritual poverty began the section right blessed are those who are poor in spirit because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, because they will be comforted. He's talking about people who having recognized their spiritual poverty, now mourn over it. They're grieved. Now some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because when you came face to face with your spiritual need, your spiritual poverty, it grieved you. It broke your heart. It made you realize how how desperately you need divine intervention in your life. If you don't help me, if you don't change me, I have no hope. And you come to that place. When we come to that place, Jesus says, you will be comforted. It's a profound promise. Those who mourn over their spiritual poverty, over the spiritual poverty and sinful condition of the world around them will be comforted. Now that, that has a couple of different uh, connotations. One, you know, we talked last week about the fact that one day you and I who love the Lord Jesus, we're going to get an update, you know, like the iPad, you know, every now and then you go to, maybe you just go to check your email and you realize that you had it set on automatic update. So it's in the middle of, it's downloading some update, you know, it can be really frustrating. Well, this update that the Bible promises those of us who love him is not going to be a frustrating one. It's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye at some point where I'm going to be the new and improved version of myself. If you love the Lord Jesus, you're going to be the new and improved. You know, 2.0, Bruce 2.0, you know, Robert 2.0. I'm looking forward to it. When we finally get the, the new eternal body, the one that's not going to wear out, wear down, get hoarse, you know, whatever, catch a cold. It's something to look forward to. In Romans chapter 8, verse 18, the Apostle Paul, that... Orthodox rabbi who met his Messiah, he wrote this, he said, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. He's telling us that even, the, even the creation, even, even the planet itself has been subjected to corruption. The effects of sin. The, all of creation is dying. That includes humanity. And he, he says, verse 22, For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the spirit even we ourselves groan within ourselves eagerly waiting for the adoption the redemption of our body Paul says even even those of us it's like I you know I love the Lord Jesus he's put his spirit inside me he's forgiven my sins he's changed me on the inside but there's a sense in which I'm, I'm, I still fight temptation. I still wrestle with the effects of sin in my life, the consequences of sin in my life. The same thing's true for the creation. And one day, all that's going to come to a conclusion. Meanwhile, he says, we groan, we grieve, we mourn, we, we struggle in a sense with, with this, but we will soon be comforted. The other thing that comes to my mind, the second thing, this, there's a comfort that's, that's future when we get that, you know, supernatural, that full redemption, the update, whatever you want to call it, when all that takes place. But there's one that happens immediately when we recognize and acknowledge our sinful condition and we turn to the Lord Jesus. You know, when, when a person comes to that place of mourning their sin, recognizing, I'm so messed up, I'm so imperfect, and, and I, maybe there's one area where you struggle, or, or maybe it's just that overall recognition like for me, you know, I still remember the night, I was 24 years old, when God just confronted me. I was by myself in my car, but the Lord just confronted me in my own thoughts with this self-destructive pattern. In that instant, I saw it. It's like I could see the circle, the merry-go-round I was on. Like I'm doing it, I'm doing it again to myself. And in that moment, I was grieved. I mourned my condition and my inability to fix it because no human being can change themselves. Behavior modification, yes. Make some changes to behaviors and habits, yes. But change to the actual core of your being? No. Only the Creator is capable of doing that. And when we mourn our condition, He does it.
0: We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again. But in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at mainthingradio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert.
1: We could really use your help. And, and you know, the well, the Bible says that we partner together, and when you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry, and we we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you.
0: Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is mainthingradio.com. Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.